don't know. Hey, hey everybody, John and Risotto here. Welcome to tonight's show. Uh, as always, George Batista is coming to us live from uh, New York, and uh, I'm in Nashville, Tennessee. And welcome to the Counterpart Show. We're very excited. This is a, a bit of a different uh, feel for us. I think we've been kind of talking about this for quite some time. And we're going to break down what exactly we are talking about in a few seconds and a few minutes. Um, so, yes, please enjoy this, uh, this tune and we will be right back. All right. Uh, welcome, welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us this evening here. It is Tuesday. It is July 25th, uh, 2023, and uh, we are doing something a little bit different today. Not really too much, but uh, very different. Uh, we've been talking about this for quite some time. And in case, uh, before we even start, I just want to give everyone a heads up that I had a little bit of internet instability and it crashed a couple of times while we were trying to set up. So if I do crash, I have my phone prepared. I'm going to sign in with my phone. But you won't see these beautiful mountaintops that are, that are behind me. You'll see what... Anyway. So, um, but yes, that's what we have going on today. So um, before we do that, we're going to give uh, some love to our sponsor. And then we're going to jump right in because we got a lot to cover today. And I hope you're all doing well out there. And George, please... Take it away. Thank you, sir. So the Counterpart Show is brought to you by Wellness Resources, a family-owned and operated nutritional supplement company providing the highest quality clinically formulated supplements since 1985. Find out why they are the top choice of health-conscious individuals around the world, including myself. Make sure you check them out at myvitaminresource.com to check out all the amazing high-quality supplements that they offer. If you enter the promo code counterparts, you will get free shipping on your order because you just hang out with cool guys like us. And on top of that, you uh, can take advantage of their monthly specials. And this month special is 20 to 30% off of all, that's right, all of their supplements. I would definitely take advantage of that because these are some really, really cool things. So again, check them out at myvitaminresource.com. All right. Uh, so we've been, uh, George and I have been discussing um, some of our backgrounds, where we grew up, where we um, where we discovered that we like to laugh at the most ridiculous things. We were actually just talking about that before we came live. Um, and it's been challenging, to say the least, as we progressed in doing this uh, show, as we we got better at doing it, we got more comfortable, more confidence. Um, our guests were amazing and they really gave us a tremendous amount of, of, uh, education and, and laughter and tears. And I mean, we've had just everything happen. You know, we've had so many amazing guests on the show and as the, the show was, was building up and turning into whatever it's actually turning into, we, 
we're struggling sometimes with communicating some of the things we wanted to communicate. And, and I don't mean like, oh, we're conspiracy people or we're this or we're that. But we are two Puerto Ricans from the South Bronx that have always looked at life differently. You know, we've always looked at we we didn't judge life by what anyone else said. We judged it by what we saw, by what we experienced. And when you grow up in an environment that's um, violent and drugs all around, you tend to have to have that way of looking at life and you have to or else you're going to end up within that whole thing and you're going to become that environment like we me and george were part of that we were part of that environment but we we didn't feel we were that environment right you know we we thought to ourselves that you know there's something else that we wanted to do and we didn't look at we were i mean when we were working out as teenagers we were lifting weights like we knew what we were doing we were taking supplements like we knew what we were doing we were taking the all these uh, amino acids and stuff and then working out and wearing tank tops, <laughs> you know, te- you know, teenagers walking down the street, ridiculous, you know, but not ridiculous at the same time, because it, it showed that we were interested in something that was not happening in our environment. You right. know, people were, our families were not eating well, you know, and, and not that we, we didn't, we were eating the same thing, but we didn't really know at that point, you know, we obviously have a lot more education now, on what to eat but back then we were just eating whatever it was but we knew there was something else and that uh awareness you know was really what made us love music the music that we loved that not many people were listening to you know i was listening to the blues and we were listening to rock and led zeppelin led zeppelin was not a thing in the bronx like who the hell (laughs) did did you ever have a conversation with anyone about led zeppelin other than you No. I never did. I never no. did. Not one conversation growing up about Led Zeppelin. Matter of fact, my family didn't know who Led Zeppelin was. Um, they didn't know who. I think maybe they might have known maybe Jimi Hendrix. I don't even know why they would, but maybe they did. You know, they they they, they knew the Beatles. Everybody knew mm-hmm. the Beatles. You know, the Stones maybe. But you know, we were listening to really obscure things too. You know, like Buddy Rich and listening to uh, you know Dave Weckl and. And, you know, the great drummers that George was listening to. I was listening to Stevie Ray Vaughan and, and Eric Clapton and Santana and things that were not really that popular in the Bronx. And that was what we were about. We were, like I said, and I, I've said, I'm going to say it a million times, two Puerto Ricans from the Bronx that looked at life differently. You know, we just always did, yeah. you know, and it wasn't that we were like, felt like we were above anything, but we always thought, well, I'm not doing that. <laughs> you know? whatever that is to fit into that environment. I didn't want to do that. I always felt that was an outsider. I still feel like I'm an outsider sometimes, but um, that, that environment in particular was very uh, dangerous. If you, if you weren't involved in whatever that, you know, the, the group was involved in, you know? So anyway, we're going to have a conversation today about that. And we're going to talk a little bit, George, I want to turn it over to you so you can actually say a few words also. Um, we're going to talk about the word integrity. Um, and we're going to talk about the suppression that's happening on some of the platforms and, uh, um, you know, just in general, you know, different suppression things that we've felt and that we've 
been battling against ever since we started the the show, basically. So go ahead. Yeah, no. Um, so completely agree. Um, it was interesting because John and I used to, we would sit in front of a church and, and for hours on end and we would watch people walk by yeah. and we would just, you know, observe people yeah. and, and oh, whether yeah. they made the sign of the cross, whether they count. just, yeah, whatever they did. In front of the church and we would count to see how many people walked in front and did the sign of the cross just to, to see what, how many, and you know, what the record would be. Um, yeah, yeah, just interesting things like that that we did. But you know, and then obviously when music came, when music came into my life, I mean, to that extent, everything changed. Yeah, me too. Because I was like, when I when I was in high school, I loved music and stuff like that. But like you said, there was no Led Zeppelin. There was none of that. I was just listening to what Whatever everybody else was listening. Yeah, yeah. You know, Whatever. the the hip hop of Michael the time Jackson. or Michael Jackson, Janet Jackson, all these things. That's all I knew. Right. When, 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 and John, again, I have John to thank for this because he introduced me to a lot of these groups where I was like, it changed my world. And it literally, and it was weird because again, my family, at least that side of that family that I was close to, that I grew up with, they didn't know anything about music. They were like, this was a foreign thing to them. Yeah. And when George decides he wants to become a musician, it's like, yeah, no, he's I, not going to do that. He's just yeah. going to. Eventually, he's going to go to college. He's going to become a teacher. He's going to, you know, uh, have have a pension, and he's going to retire at the age of fifty, and you know, and then live the rest of his life that way. And I was like, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and from that and that decision, you know, and it started with music, but that decision, you know, and you and I talked about it a million times, uh, even during that time. I was like, yeah, no, I'm I, I'm going in a different direction. And I actually became sort of the black sheep of, of my immediate family for oh, doing yeah. that. Yeah, for doing yeah. that. But I knew that this was calling me. This was I needed to I needed to express myself. I needed right. I had a voice. I had a talent. I had something that I had to say to the world. Right. And you did, too, John. And we did it together. Mm -hmm. But I had to do it. And, you know, this goes back to the whole thing of finding your voice and going with it and people trying to stop that, you know, right. and you say, right. and you having the ability to say, no, I need to keep doing this. Yeah. And, um, just to backtrack a little bit, uh, you were thanking me about bringing you the music, but really I have to thank my mom, mm. um, who's no longer with us, but she is. And, um, she actually was renting a room out in her, uh, uh, in, in her, in her, her home and there was a, a guy that was renting this room and stuff and he moved out and left a box of all these cds and uh he said ah, i'm not i don't want them you know you can keep them so she says yeah, i don't know if you want any of these these cds and stuff and i kind of grabbed them and i was like i don't know i, I took them and one, one of them was the who who's next yeah. and the other one was power windows from rush there was a couple of other ones that i don't even i don't even remember but i brought those home and i had at that point I don't know why, but I had never heard of Rush. I've heard of one song, which was Spirit of Radio, and because it, play, it played on the radio on classic stations that I was listening to, uh, 102.7 um, WNEW with Scott Muni. Um, and I would listen to that, and then that song would come up. So I kind of knew it. I called it Salesman, if you remember. Right, right? yeah. And because in the song it says Salesman, that's nothing. But, but um, so I, I brought it home, and I was, and I, the drums just, 
And I know George was like into drums and, you know, we were like always talking about drums and music and I just was blown away by this. And even the who, I mean, I turned on the who and, you know, Keith Moon was like a monster. So we're like, I had these two drum legends in my hand and my cousin is a drummer who's just starting, literally just starting at the beginning of it all. So I brought her, I said, here, listen to this. And I think you, <laughs> your whole universe shifted. It shifted into something that was like, like I never saw anything like it. Uh, uh, since then, I've never seen anyone. He became so obsessed with Rush and Neil Peart, the drummer for Rush, rest in peace, one of the greatest drummers of all time. And he went out, you went out and you bought every single thing you can find from the band Rush. And he knew, he knows still to this day, everything on that that group and so it was uh you know it was my mom and it was the the i had the the, the wherewithal to be like okay this is something that right. he would appreciate it you know and i you know i brought it over and stuff but but yeah i mean uh, you know the environment that we grew up in was an environment of um ridicule if you were different you know if you were trying to do something that not many people did um I remember very, very clearly, like I had just started playing guitar, you know, and uh, somebody, this guy, you know, we're in a group and something. He's like, you play guitar? And I was like, and, and in my head, I wanted to say, yeah, I play guitar. But then I was afraid that well, play something, you know, and, and at that age, you know, of my life, I was too embarrassed and I, I really wasn't good enough to really impress anybody. So I was like, ah, I just started, you know, learning, you know, you know, oh, oh, John gonna be a rock star, John gonna play music, you know, that kind of thing and stuff. And you know, it was it wasn't like hurtful at the time because these were people that I knew and I knew what they were like. But again, here's the awareness level that I was fortunate enough to be able to experience that and not get discouraged, right? You know, and not right. feel like, well, yeah, maybe he's right or maybe. Or whatever people do, you know, and this is really the the thing that George and I are really want to focus on, you know, not just with minorities, you know, obviously, you know, coming from that environment, the reality for me is that coming, you know, the, but I haven't been in that life for 20 plus years. You know what I mean? Like I got out and uh, and just continued to, to try to move forward, you know. But I do know what it was like. And so for us, it's like really important for to, to communicate that to young people, to old people, to middle-aged people, that, to anyone that, you know, the, uh, the abilities to, to see and to observe something yeah. and to get from it, you know, to pull from it what it actually is, and then to make a judgment based on what you've observed rather than what you heard on the news or you heard someone say or you heard this or you heard that. You know, that that to me has always been, and that I got that from my mom was always very, um, very open to stuff. You know, you know my mom, you know, very mm -hmm. well. Yeah. And she was a funny lady. She was yeah. uh, uh, smart. And she was very um, aware that, there's more. And her line to us, my, my brother, and my sisters, her line was always the same. You can do anything you want, but you got to put your mind to it and you got to work hard. That was, uh, she said that from when I was a little, little boy, I remember her saying, you could, 
if you put your mind to it, you can do whatever you want. That was my mom. She would always say that. You know, unfortunately, she struggled herself to to yeah. take that advice. You know, right. because she had a lot of other uh, things that she was dealing with in, in that environment. But um, she always told us that. You know, and it it always just stuck with me that I didn't have to go along mm -hmm. with the, with the environment. You know, growing up in in uh, in that. You know, I tell people sometimes. <clears throat> I tell people sometimes and they don't even, you know, they're shocked, you know, but by the age of, and I think I've experienced a little bit more of that stuff than you did, George, because yes. you, you had moved a little bit mm -hmm. to the nice area, <laughs> you yeah. know, almost the suburbs of the Bronx, if you want to call it that. Um, but it was still close by, you know, but mm -hmm. we, we, I was like in the Hunts Point area, you know, where their bodies were found all the time. But, you know, up, at, up to the age of 15, I had witnessed already like murders and, and, a lot of drugs and a lot of things that that for me everything was up you know what i mean it's like mm -hmm. you know everything was up. i was I, I was successful 20 something years ago when i moved out and had an apartment and had roommates and was playing music and was working and was eating and was going out you know i had i made it you know mm -hmm. what i mean that was my viewpoint you know um so that reality you know is something that i really want to, to try to convey to others, you know, as we progress in what, what we're doing. Um, you know, I want to talk a little bit about uh, integrity, but go ahead, George. I'm going to. Uh, well, yeah. And I kind of had that way. And you're, you're right because I, you know, my area wasn't as bad, even though I did, you and I experienced some of that stuff together too. Yeah, I remember that day. It was during the middle of the day too. Middle like, of the day, we saw somebody get, it was the first time I ever saw anything like this where somebody literally got shot right in front of us and died right in front of us. And, you know, you don't, you don't really know. It's hard to, to sleep, right? Yeah. Yeah. You, you don't know how to process it. You know, it's a, it's a very weird thing to process. I tell people this, that story. And at that age. Day. Yeah. At that age. Exactly. And yeah. you're like, you don't know what to, what to do and that that well, i will never forget that day ever in my life it's just one of those days that you yeah. that you always yeah. forget, that yeah. you always remember but in my head through those years my goal was to leave to to get out of the, those neighborhoods and to to get to a point where just like you were talking about get to a point where I mean, success for me was leaving that, you know, right, in my right. head. That, that sometimes makes me, makes me feel bad because I felt the same way. Right. That's, that, that's how, that's how I thought. But you got to remember that when you, when you talk about those areas or when you see those areas on the news, even to this day, you could watch the news, right? The Bronx, 10 people were killed. Uh, you know, Queens, this person was killed. Brooklyn, that person was killed. That's the ongoing theme. That's all you see. All right. And then yeah. you develop this perception of, Oh my God, if I walk out the door, I'm going to get killed. Yeah. You know? And, and so my goal was to get out of that, yeah. you know, eventually to, to leave that. Yeah. It was uh, an amazing day for me that when I moved into Manhattan to the upper West side from the South Bronx, yeah, I used to, when we, we were playing in the band and I would, I would be terrified to get out of the subway yeah. at Hunts yeah. Point with my guitar you know, and my little pedal board and run down. The, I would literally have to run down the block because I lived in uh, in Hunts Point. That was a very, very uh, uh, hostile environment. And when I moved into Manhattan for the first time and 
and I was at the Upper West Side, which was a nice part of Manhattan. You know, I got lucky with an apartment and, you know, I had a bunch of roommates, you know, it was, it was chaos, but, but it was a, an opportunity where I remember it so vividly that first night I was, I moved everything in and, you know, I got everything, I got my bed ready and everything. And I'm now I'm, I'm in this apartment and, and my first night out of the Bronx, first night sleeping out of the Bronx. Um, and I thought, oh, I can go out. I wonder what outside looks like, you know, like, and mm -hmm. I remember going outside and walking down Broadway and just seeing a ton of people. There was just restaurants. It was safe. I didn't see any, any, you know, no loud, you know, you always feel that environment, yeah. that hostile environment, nothing like that. And I walked all the way down and, and I just remember walking down the street and just being like, wow, this is so crazy. And I, and I, the subway was right there. I can literally come out of the subway from rehearsal and have my guitar and walk home. And it was such an interesting, uh, interesting feeling that I'll never forget, you know, yeah. and believe it or not, even at my age today, when I'm still, when I go out to this, you know, to where I live now, which is in a beautiful area and stuff, you know, I still get that feeling of like, wow, I'm in this environment, you know, I'm, I feel good here, you know, and right. it's really, a, um, it's really a blessing on, you know, on the other hand, I do feel bad about leaving the Bronx and sort of, you know, cause I do know a lot of people that are, that are there and they're making it go right. And they have houses there and they mm -hmm. have families. They raise families there successfully. My sister still lives there. Um, I have, you know, nieces and nephews that still live there um and they're doing well you know and and i also have some uh friends that have started businesses there that are very successful as well you know um marjorie carter i don't know if we i think we might have meant you know mentioned her before but she was uh someone that uh that i met via social media and she opened up a, a really nice coffee house down there she's got another uh venue a music venue where they have all it's right in the bronx right in the hunts point area like literally right there. And she went to, she went to a very, very fancy Ivy league school and she came right back to the Bronx to, to build in the Bronx, you know, which I was like, wow. I mean, very impressed by that. I'd love to have her on the show one day and talk about, about, uh, about this, uh, about her journey. Um, so, you know, there's that part of it because again, I do feel that it was what shaped me, you know, and gave me that the, whatever it is that I, that I have, was that environment, you know, and surviving it and, you know, being, being, you know, my family always supported, you know, what I was doing and stuff. And, um, there is that sense of like, oh, too bad because I'm like, I'm in Nashville now. You're on the, up, you know, you're on upstate New York, you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. it's, I have no, you know, if, you know, with Casita Maria, I remember Casita Maria, yeah. you know, and I did go back there a couple of times and I did, uh, you know, I'm a, uh, I'm an alumni there and they have my name and stuff and it's really cool. And, and that place has been there like forever, right. you know, and we went there as kids to basically not get shot. Right. It was a community center, you know, um, sort of like a boys club and mm -hmm. that kind of a YMCA kind of a thing. At the time now it's a much bigger institution but back then it was that kind of a, a place where you go to they had you know they had basketball they had you know ping pong and pool and 
you know, it's a place you can go to to kind of hang out and not, and it was a block away from my house so I can walk, you know, I can run home and, and be somewhat in a safe environment. Um, but, you know, so there, there is part of me that still wants to go back and do stuff and kind of bring back my experience and what I did and how, you know, because um, everyone's experience, you know, everyone that went through something can be value, can be of value to someone who hasn't gone right. through that. You know, right. so people will say, oh, well, you know, I had somebody say that, you know, it's an actor. He's been in like in only a few films. And I was like, yeah, you can still use your experience of having been in a few films to help other people. Mm-hmm. Because there are people out there who haven't been in any films. Right. You know, so it's it's always you can always give back to someone because you've experienced something that someone else has not and they're going through and you exactly. have ways to handling, you know, so there, that is something that I definitely want to look at for the future for us, um, for the show and, you know, to, to kind of incorporate our upbringing and what we've accomplished, not through you know, through film, music and health, yep. you know, things that the Bronx is very, you know, the, our food is amazing. You know, but you have to, you know, you gotta, you gotta understand what you're doing. You gotta understand what's, what's, why is them, you know, how to, uh, you know, do it safely. So, um, anyway, go ahead, George. No, you wanted, Uh, I know you wanted to talk about integrity, John, and I'm interested in hearing your thoughts on that. Yes. So, um, I was in the middle of uploading something when my, uh, computer decided to go, bonkers so i'm a, i'm gonna attempt to do it now and if by some chance i disappear i apologize everyone i will try to come back am i here yes okay so um integrity so this was a word and i was having a conversation with somebody about it um and george and i talked about it and we we've consistently talked about it because we've been kind of put into a position where we wanted to communicate certain things and we thought well you know if you do that you tend to then alienate some of the audience right if you're talking about something that you know people are just not going to gravitate to right and integrity is steadfast adherence to a strict moral or ethical code a state of beingness unimpaired soundness the quality or condition of being whole or undivided, completeness, you know. And when we're doing our content, sometimes we're not. Right. You know, this is a confession that we're making to everyone here. Sometimes we're not being honest because we don't want to say certain things to get banned or to alienate, you know, some of the audience. But then our integrity is not in. We're not complete. We, you know, we don't have completeness in who we are and what we believe in and our values. And, and we, you know, we got, we gain those values by observation and experience, not just because someone told us that that's what we need to believe, you know what I mean? And so that to me is a really important point that we want to make sure that people understand that this is not, oh, or they're telling them to, no, no one is telling me anything. No one has ever told me anything. You know, I mean, I live my George knows me. George knows that I've lived pretty much the way I've wanted to live. And when someone doesn't like it, that's fine. You know what I mean? But I've never taken many, you know, I just don't never followed the rules, you know. Um, so anyway, what's your thoughts on that? Well, it's, 
you know, and I, I want people to understand when we talk about that, that it's not just about, well, you know, we know, we know this and, you know, just because we said it and we know it, it's, yeah. it's not, even, it's not about that. Okay. No. But there you're, you're, you're so correct when we're talking about whatever. Okay. We need to be able to communicate complete these, these things that we're feeling, these, these ideas, these have this self-expression. Okay. When we played music, we played music because we loved what we were playing. We love, and we didn't make music because we thought it was going to be, we had to, it had to be a specific thing, no. you know, for specific. No, we played it because that's what we thought we, because we love that. You know, when we, when you wrote a song, when we did a song, we loved it. And we put it out there. Some people loved it. Some people didn't. But that's okay. Yeah, that's, that's okay. The there's, there's nothing wrong. That's just a part of life, right? And it's the same thing with this type of thing, right? It's, you know, we have a voice here. We have, as, as you know, two guys who have been through many different things in our lives. You know, we've, we've been together in many ways. We've been separate in many ways. And we've gone through many different things. But we have value we have a value that we, I think that we can bring to people out there. Okay. Again, whether through mil, music, film, health, whatever it is, you know, I, I can speak to it on the health side, uh, especially because I've been through the mill in health, you know, and I got myself out of it, right. you know, and a lot of people don't know how to do that. Right. They don't know how to do that. And this is why I, to me, I'm giving the, I say I'm giving back on the health side because I'm showing you, I'm showing people, listen, you can do it too. You know, you can do what I did. You know, this is my voice. And, and I want to say, there's so many things I want to say. And I found myself as well, even on my show saying, oh, maybe I shouldn't say that because it's, and then I thought about it, like, what am I doing? What am I doing? Because to me, I'm actually lessening the value of what I'm trying to give you by suppressing what I'm trying to say. Correct. I'm not giving you the full the full picture because I know I I know because I've been through it and I've done it. Right. So so I've started to change that on my show and I think it's gonna you know for us for you and I, I think it's gonna be very valuable to be able to say what we want to say when we want to say it because I think at the end of the day, it's gonna you know it's gonna complete us but it's also gonna help to bring value to others. Correct. One hundred percent well said and I think also what you know the experiences you know that we've been through were under extreme you know suppression as far as like environment and even support right you know, not everyone supported music you know not everyone supported even when i went into film and uh you know and and you know all the other stuff that that we uh even helped you know because it's such a weird thing because you know, we're 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 given this these uh, categories of what's healthy and what's not, and what's the uh, the require you know what's the uh, the the what do you call that the uh, recommended daily recommended daily doses of whatever, yeah. you know, um, all that stuff that we're given, you know, the the food pyramid and all that, and the food pyramid has gone through so many changes, each one worse than the last, you know, right. and conversations like that are just something you don't do. Growing up, you know, like right. I couldn't tell my grandma, you know, you shouldn't fry that or, 
you know, we shouldn't, although my grandmother's cooking, it was homemade. So everything she made was in the house. So it was better quality than like fast food, for instance, mm -hmm. you know, but like fast, people love fast food. People love McDonald's. They love, I mean, right. a trillion sold, you know, it's like somebody's eating it, right? Yeah. I mean, it ain't me. It ain't you, right. but yeah. somebody's eating it, you know, and it's, we sometimes want to say it is the worst thing you can do to your body. Right. You know, and that sometimes we hold back on saying things like that because we feel that, oh, well, you know, million people eat it. Nobody's dying. I'm like, what are you talking about? Nobody's dying. <laughs> like, we are like so sick. Like people are like literally held up by pharmaceutical companies, you know. So there's things like that that we want to actually explore more um, in the conversations that we have. And there's not that's just health, right. a small portion the whole music industry is, is, is another thing, you know, and the film industry, I mean, look what's happening right now with the SAG strike and the, the writer's strike, you know, the whole battle with AI, you know, I'm sure that, you know, there are Hollywood executives out there that are just in the middle of like, how can we just make a movie with no one, <laughs> you know, have AI write it and have all their images and fake created and, put out there with nobody's voice. The voices can be fake. Everything can be fake with, with just AI. Um, and that to me is part of the, uh, the danger, you know, that we're running into. And I think because all these things, you know, between health, the last couple of years, between the, the health uh, advice that we've been given um, now with the SAG strike, the, the music that's out there, that some of the, 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 the satanic, music that's being put out there and being supported and and then somebody puts out a song about fighting for what's right and then mm -hmm. they get ridiculed but yet somebody else puts a song about their vagina uh being wet and it wins record of the year right there is a satanic there is a devil involved in these things and it's it's something that really i don't want to be quiet about it anymore you know mm -hmm. i i can't sleep sometimes because i know that you and I will have these conversations and it's just freaking annoying that we can't just say what we want to say, right. you know? Um, so we are now going to, you know, change a little bit. Uh, I, I'm, change is the wrong word. It's not even change. Now we're going to be, now we're going to actually be who we are, you know, and, and, and actually let that go. Change means we, what we did before was change. We right. changed ourselves to be on here, you know, to, we changed ourselves so we can have the conversations that are light and, you know, and, and again, we don't want to be heavy. We want to, one day we want to talk about Patrick Stewart and next generation Star Trek. And we want to talk about Picard, the series that I just finished watching, which was incredible, you know? So we want to have those kinds of conversations, but within our conversations, a lot of times we run into uh, something that, is, is like a, a thorn within that conversation that needs to be plucked out and talked about right. rather than just leaving it in and just being like, ah, anyway, so <laughs> let's move on. No, we don't want to do that. You know? Um, and I think the audience appreciates that I've gotten mm -hmm. nothing but positive responses. I've had a few conversations, uh, about this and the word integrity always comes up. You know, we, we're trying to keep our integrity. And this is not us. This is all of you, everyone, all of us. It doesn't matter if you disagree with us. 
please disagree with us. That's totally fine. But you have the right to disagree with us. You should have the right to communicate your disagreement with us on any platform. And it should not matter who you are, where you are, what you're talking about. It should always be allowed. You know, we and, and that's part of what makes remember debating? I mean, that was a that was a thing. That was a thing. You know, you had two people with different views coming together and debating, you know, and that was a healthy thing. It was because it was conversation. When you take away conversation, when you take away communication, you lessen society's ability to grow because right. you're cutting something, you know, you're cutting an opportunity for somebody to say something that maybe might spark something, you know, into someone else and maybe elevate them, maybe be like, oh, okay, that's an interesting viewpoint. But now how about this? Right. Oh, that's interesting too. Well, what about this? You know, and then you go boom, boom, boom. And then you can build a society based on those kinds of conversations. But you can't build a society when you stifle something you completely disagree with. And just because you have the reins, right, you control the animal, you control the social media animal, that you can just say you cut everyone that you disagree with. Well, that's not really, not first of all, it's not fair. We all know that. But it's also not healthy for you as a, as a person controlling the reins and it's not healthy for anybody consuming it because they're getting one side of something and they're not able to even think of anything else. You know I mean? Some people now don't even want to hear it. Right. That's, that's almost like a mental illness. Like they just, uh, I don't even want to hear about it. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want anything. I don't care. This is the way it is. And that's it done. You know? And I'm like, I, I'm not like that at all. Like I literally, want to hear every single argument and I will make a decision. I would make a judgment based on what I see from my experiences in my life and draw them and put them up and say like, okay, well, this is what I experienced. This is what you're saying. I kind of agree with that or I disagree with that. Yeah. And I think that it, it's great for us to, for this show to be a, a show where people can come on where people can talk to us, where people can disagree with us and, and put in their viewpoints. And we, we, you and I have done this all the time. We talk, we tell people, come on, bring in your, your, your chats. Let's, let's have a conversation. We want to have conversations on this show. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, even John and I don't agree a hundred percent on everything. No, there are things, there, you know, a lot of those conversations have been away from this show, but you know what? Bring them into this show. Let's let's you yeah. and I also debate on certain things and see, you know, and because, again, there's there's viewpoints on both sides that we say, you know what? Maybe I didn't know that. Maybe I didn't think about that. Maybe I didn't. Whatever the case may be. Somebody else bring. I mean, there's been many times that we've been talking on this show and somebody chimes in with a fact. And I'm like, wow, I didn't know that. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, exactly. That just happened a couple of shows ago. A exactly. Oh, and that's what I'm saying. Wow. This is we want this show to be a safe space for people to do that, to have these conversations and let's let's get into the weeds and talk. And again, it doesn't all have to be like you said, it doesn't have to be serious about everything. We can we can talk about something current, we can talk about an old TV show, we can talk about yeah. whatever, but anything. But I, I don't want it to be I want us to be able to talk about anything. That's the whole point. Right, right. And that that's uh, that's where we want to get to. Like I think we're having yeah. this conversation now, and it'll probably be we're not going to continue having the same conversation because we've had it before. Right. And, but we want to now move forward 
from this conversation and then just have the conversations, right? Have freedoms and just have the ability to really create content that, uh, that we believe is helpful. It's useful that people are going to be able to, to benefit from, you know, we know we have, you know, we have experiences that can help people. You know, we know George has knowledge about health that we know 100% without certain with full, full certainty that it does help people. It's helped me, you know, um, and, and those kinds of things are really where we want the future to go. And disagreements are part of it. George and I almost went to blows when we talked about which doctor is better of Star Trek. You know, <laughs> I say McCoy, he thinks it's the robot. The AI. The I mean, AI. talk yeah. about talk about the insanity of what we're saying. I mean, how wrong can you be? <laughs> but that's the conversation. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's a, and it's like he's got great points, and I'm like, that's true. I got great points, and he's like, that's true. Why can't we do that? Mm-hmm. Why can't we? You know why? Because the media has split. First of all, it's not really as serious as as the media makes it out to be. You go out in the street and you talk to people there, people are pretty nice. Mm-hmm. People just want to kind of just hang out. They want to raise their families. They want to make money. They want to make sure that they have enough uh, money to pay, put gas in their car, to go on trips, to feed their families, to live in a nice, safe environment. That's what we all want, you know, so we're not really a, that apart, but something has to be apart. It is the divide, you know, you, you divide and conquer, you know, divide the people Give them something to fight about. What are they mad about this week? Well, let's just create. Let's do something. Let's put it up there. Let's get them really angry. Let's keep pumping the same narrative over and over and really create this anger. And then let's have some protesters, ah, you know, and whatever. And uh, and that's how you keep people, you know. And then and then what happens with that is that the real conversations, the real battles, like the SAG battles, the writers you know, a battle, the real things that are happening get kind of pushed aside because now everyone is really upset about something that's, that's really, you know, it could have been an isolated industry um, incident, but think about this for now. How many people, you know, how many people, this is, and I'm sorry to say, I'm going to say it just the way I would normally say it. If the cameras were not, the camera was not on, but how many people do you think that I saw get murdered that were on television? Hmm. Zero. Yeah. I saw about five. Not one made the newspaper. Not one made the television. Not one made any news whatsoever other than we in the neighborhood knew that it was happening. Do you think that's still happening today? Are there people being, you know, but no. When something happens and it's needed, they isolate this one incident and they blow it up and media, you know, they're all controlled by whatever, six entities, right? Control the media. And, you know, there's that famous video on YouTube where it has all the news people saying the same exact word. Yeah. yeah, It has like 40 different news brands, you know, it goes, we are strong. We want to, we want to, they all saying the same exact words because it's written by, I don't know who it's written by, but somebody up there who's just, you know, pulling the strings. Right. So, and it's okay. It's okay. You know, pull the strings. You know, we're going to have our conversations. We're going to have our disagreements. We're going to have our, uh, our, our, our meaningful conversations to help others. Right. Exactly. That's really what we want to do. 
So this isn't going to be a show about what's happening in the media, right? The reason we're having this conversation right now is because we've been affected by it. We let it win for the two and a half years that we've been doing the show. And, and now I'm not, I'm not saying that we didn't do good shows. We did great shows and we had some great guests and we learned a lot. And I would have every single one of those guests back on the show in a second, you know, but we were under this, we fell for it. We, we fell for the thing. You can't say that. You can't say this. You can't talk about that. Yeah, but all these other doctors, are, no, no, you can't yeah. talk about that, right? Yeah. Those kinds of things where we we just, we became the effect of it. And what ends up happening is that your integrity is shot because yet now you're not really who you say you are. Right. You know, the camera turns off and then you're suddenly the guy and then the camera comes on and then you're another guy. You know, right now I am the guy. This is how I talk normally. This is how I, I communicate to George when the cameras come off. This is how I communicate to friends, you know. Um, and it, most of the time it's more humor than anything because George and I are probably the silliest guys you'll ever meet. You probably wouldn't even be able to tell that from our shows, right? A little yeah. comedy here and there, a little joke here and there. But no, it is actually bizarre where you probably would just think that we both have some serious issues, you know, like not that we don't, but, but, uh, but here and, he, here and how you know this and how we know this is because after every show, as soon as we would click end, the show would start, right. it would start. And for the next half hour to 45 minutes, which is really what we should have been recording. Right. Okay. Those conversations, I'm telling you, if you guys would have been in on those conversations, yeah, that would have, was actually uh, those were fun on the silliness, but also sometimes serious conversations, sometimes outrageous conversation, whatever. You would have been like, "Holy cow, where are where were these guys?" And you and I always said, "Why aren't we doing? You know, why didn't we?" We're laughing so hard at some ridiculousness that right, and it may have something to do with what we talked about. It may not. I don't know. What right, the hell, whatever it was. That we think this is funny. Yes, yes. This is what we should be talking about. You know, but no. I have we have someone here that said some uh I am 100 percent with both of you being honest and sincere with your knowledge and welcoming the knowledge and view of your followers. Integrity and transparency are two top key assets desperately needed in the world, in our world. I followed John Henry and Bayonne and will and will be uh, tuning in going forward. Keep up the good work, guys. Thank you very much. Now, unfortunately, it says Facebook user. So please throw your name in there for us so we can acknowledge you and really appreciate. Uh, sometimes Facebook, again, they don't want everyone to know who's actually <laughs> watching for some reason. So their names don't translate. I'll see this on my Facebook page when I log mm -hmm. into my Facebook page. I'll see who it is. But for here, for some reason, it's not. Maybe it's a StreamYard thing. Anyway. Uh, but thank you very much. We really appreciate that. And, and that's exactly what, what we want to, to do and bring to the table. Um, we, we have created accounts. This is going to, well, I guess we should talk about it. What time? Yeah, we should talk about it now. So this is probably going to be our, our, uh, last, <laughs> our last show like this. Now you can watch our show. Every week 
on our website. And the website is right down there at the bottom of this page. You could see it's counterpartshow.com. You'll see us live there every week, Tuesday, 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You could also go to uh, Rumble where, you know, we are not conservatives. We are not claiming to be, uh, we're, you know, Trump lovers. That has nothing to do with it. But Rumble just happened to be one of those platforms that allows us to have conversations about medical stuff and health stuff and music stuff and behind the scenes stuff that unfortunately a lot of the platforms won't allow us to have those shows on georgia's had a thing taken down right you just li literally yeah, i mean like this a couple is of days ago right this is probably my fourth infraction of <laughs> either <fa> <laughs> You've been infracted, my friend. Yes, I was in jail. Facebook's going to put me in jail. So just so you guys know, um, for those who haven't followed me, it started back when I first started the show back, my show, my health show, Wellness Talk, back up where I had a doctor. This was during the pandemic. I had a doctor who was talking about vitamin C. This is a doctor who wrote 13 books on nutrition. He's a world-renowned guy on, on oh, vitamin yeah. C. Yeah, yeah, and I had him on, I had him on my show talking about vitamin C and the immune system and different ways to get it and his book and all this beautiful conversation. One of my favorites. And it was a big thing for me because this was a guy that I followed for years yeah, and he actually agreed right. to be on my show. And I'm like, holy cow, you know, so it yeah. was a it was a big deal for me. I have this doctor on my show. Great thing. I put it out all over the place. Well, YouTube doesn't like it. Not only do they not like it, they give me a YouTube strike and take it down. Exactly. Took it down. Okay. Literally. And I gave YouTube the middle finger. I was like, you got to be effing kidding me. And that's when I actually started my Rumble account, just so you guys know. And I started putting my stuff on Rumble. And I was doing both at one point. Now my, my stuff is primarily on Rumble as well. And then on Facebook, I had a few... Uh, one post that was taken down again, put the, put, put there by another doctor. Yeah. And then just recently there was one from Grant Cardone who I kind of took his post and I put it up there and, uh, it just happened to be the quote unquote vaccine thing talking about the rates of vaccines versus the rates of autism and how they've actually both accelerated yeah, it, was, it was something that was posted years. publicly i don't know it was public it was publicly posted oh, it was, it, it was it's sharing. information that it, there was nothing that said this caused this or this no it was, yeah, it was information. information and yeah. what do they do boom they take it fact check it and they take yeah. it down i was okay. actually i was given a month in facebook jail because i shared i shared a very popular newspaper link it was a, a a very popular the new york post posted something and i just shared it i shared what the new york post had so right. I, I don't have right. no idea where that came from hold on one second i want to acknowledge this person so he says uh, i'm not very tech savvy and we'll get somebody to bring me up to speed no all you can just type in your name in the chat and we'll know who you are that's all you don't have to you don't have to do anything fancy <laughs> it'd be funny if you if you funny if that person types in facebook user <laughs> <laughs> my parents called me <laughs> Facebook user. It was the freakiest thing. We had no idea Facebook was even. No, a that's thing. my name, Facebook user. Facebook user. That is my name. How dare you? Cancel. Oh. 
Um, but yeah, your your post that was uh, taken down. Yeah, so that was taken down, um, and I was given a month, you know, a month, you know, where I couldn't do do certain things and stuff. So you know, I, you know, it's it's one of those things where I don't even care about it about talking about the the you know the the last couple of years and the COVID and all that. I don't want to talk about. that. I don't care about that stuff. You know what I mean? It's like that stuff happened, and and it is what it is, and all the stuff now is coming out, and all this stuff is there. So, oh, oh, it's Dor Dorothy. Dorothy, how are you, Dorothy? Don't be a wise guy. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to our show. <laughs> Welcome to the wise guys. Um, thank you, Dorothy. I appreciate it. Yes, Dorothy was always uh, very, very supportive uh, in Bayonne. I used to do my morning show when I was over there. Um, the uh, It was on at 7 a.m., I think, or 6 a.m., whenever it was. But, um, but, yeah, she was always on, and it was really awesome. So um, that's part of uh, what we're actually looking forward to right now is to being able to have conversations and to to talk about real things in a way that we just wanted to have, you know, the, the, the conversation is free, you know, where we're not having to walk, walk on eggshells and stuff. And, you know, we know that, that um, you know, what we're going to do is we're going to take a lot of clips from our show and post it on the social media platform so people can see what we're talking about and they can come over and stuff. Um, but we, we are, are definitely uh, grateful for everyone that, you know, and we're going to have a lot of guests, by the way, we're still going to do guests. We're still going to be doing, uh, you know, um, interviews with different artists and different, you know, musicians and, and all that. Um, uh, but, you know, just think about how more interesting the conversations are going to be whatever. Cause we've had, far left we've had far right on our show we've had everything and everything in between you yep. know and you know we're just going to let the let you know let the communication and let the conversations take place organically and and see where they go you know and document them for everyone and again we you know george and i have been working on i think we were stuck because we were working on something for for a long time which was this right we were working on uh, our the healthy artist blueprint and it's a step-by-step -step guide to becoming a healthy artist. And by healthy, we took the letters, uh, you know, the the word healthy, and each word has a, a, a meaning and some, you know. And one of the things that we kind of got, got I, I think anyway, in my, from my views, we got stuck on was the fact that we weren't, there was no integrity mm -hmm. within what we were creating. We were creating right. something that was sort of like vanilla and... We, we have a lot of flavors, you know, and I think that that was part of uh, where we were struggling, or at least I was struggling with trying to create content that I thought was like, you know, you know, because I mean, being an actor, you know, a lot of information about being an actor that I have, you know, that goes, you, you know, I use, I use a lot of the content that from other people that I've studied with and other people that I study online. And, but there's also my viewpoint of being a, uh, unique looking let's say you know you know <laughs> to say the least right mm -hmm. like this is not this is grown but yeah. i've had a goatee since he was born i think i was born with a goatee <laughs> I, it was never this long but it was always a, a thing i've always worn hats um i'm short so right there my characters are very very uh limited into what i can do you know so i tell people you know, all the time. And I go, 
through a list of what you can do to create interest in what you have and what you bring to the table, you know, because you are interesting. Like I'm an interesting looking guy. You know what I mean? I, I know that because I'm people remember me when they see me, they'll remember me the next day. If I go, you know, if I go somewhere one time and I talk to people and I go there again, like in a month, they're going to remember what I look like. It's just the way it is. I've always had that weird kind of unique look, right? If you have that, there's a whole thing that you can do with that, you know, and that's what I want to teach. You know, I want to teach people how do how you make your own film. How do you fund it? How do you right. cast it? Where do you post it? How do you send it out? You know, how do you get people interested? Where do you get the music from? All that stuff is information that I have on the film side and the acting side. You know, George and I are musicians. We played in bands. We played all over the place. We played on stage. We've recorded records professionally. We've had songs on the radio. We come from a whole line of, of musicians that we played with that we've learned from good and bad. Oh, yeah. What to do and what not to do. So we have a whole training that you can do on that on that side. Health. George is a wellness coach. He is a, a supplement expert, knows about supplements. As we mentioned earlier, we have our supplement company that we uh that sponsors us here, right? Um, this one. Wellness resources. And I think that, you know, the fact that we have all, he can tell you, what are you, are you, I'll, I'll text him, yo, man, I'm feeling this, you know, yeah. uh, what do I do? You know, and he'll give me, I'll tell him like, you know, my daughter's going through this. My son is going through this. And then we get the supplements, we get the supplements, you know, and we have, we both individually have personal stories of health that we've had a thing. And we now don't have a thing. Exactly. You know, exactly. and we did it naturally. You know, exactly. I had, I was pre-diabetic, you know, 12 years ago, I was diagnosed pre-diabetic and pretty much it was going to, they wanted to give me a little pill that I can just take daily to kind of regulate. And I decided to just change my diet. I changed my diet 12 years now, not, no, no diabetes whatsoever in my, in my blood and anywhere in me. Right. George had a severe allergies. George had a severe back. Uh, uh, you know, his back was always, especially playing mm -hmm. drums, you know, it's like oh, yeah. really, really hard. Um, and all of it handled through natural health remedy. So we're not talking from, you know, from air. We're talking from experience. We're talking from this is actually things that we've we've uh, uh, suffered through and found ways to to handle it that was, observed right because again remember we observe all these things so just because somebody says take a supplement doesn't mean i'm going to take a supplement i got to right. uh, i got to research it myself you know exactly and i think i think the big thing about this is whether it's film health uh, or music or whatever it is we're john and i are the type of guys that are going to tell you straight out the truth okay Always. i'm not here to be the supplement guy and you have to buy my supplements and all this no it's it's not about that if i and john john will tell you this firsthand if i don't think something's going to help him, i'm going to say don't even don't even go there okay right. don't this, you can handle it better this way yeah okay i don't make money like off heroin of i was i was about to shoot heroin and exactly said, and i said no he said john do not shoot heroin i tried it didn't work exactly shoot vitamin c <laughs> but 
vitamin C right here. So yeah, but it's it's that whole thing that we we're gonna tell you the truth. It's not it's not hype. It's not BS. I'm gonna tell you the truth, whether it's on health or whether it's on music. We're gonna tell you the stuff that we've been through musically, that you know that it, that wasn't glamorous. You know that that wasn't the the tough parts that we went through. I'm gonna tell you some stuff health that was is not glamorous. Right. And I'm going to be straight up with you because to me, I'm giving you more value. And I think I'm helping you more when I'm telling you the truth, not because I'm selling you anything or anything like that it has nothing to do with that. I'd rather watch you, you know, get healthy just on your own. Just right. do it. Just do those things, you know. And yeah. and that to me is is, again, back to the integrity piece, you know, and being authentic. Right. Yeah. And you don't even have to really take this this is our truth yes. right you have to then go and do your own research as well Correct. Correct. research Correct. research these things you know what i mean Absolutely. like go see your doctor if you want to go mm -hmm. ask your doctor about these uh medicines you know i mean how many times how many commercials do we have to see where they always like <laughs> ask your doctor if you're good for lipitor <laughs> you know and then side at the effects. end it's like side effects so, will be <laughs> yeah may cause uh, uh penis foliage <laughs> <laughs> or may cause death yeah there that's that. one of them now right there, there is actually one of them yeah one of them is like may cause death you're like hmm, okay. doctor, um i saw a commercial and who does that anyway ask your doctor about like does people really go in there and ask that i don't know i mean i guess they probably do right if you if people are just i don't know i, don't, I would never even think of watching a commercial for something and then running out and asking and, walk, and then going and seeing a doctor he goes you know doctor i saw this uh, commercial for uh for lip shits i was wondering <laughs> uh, um is lip shits right for me <laughs> how many things do we actually how many things have you actually bought watching a commercial for it ever ever probably um the only thing that I could think of that I've ever actually bought was probably a toy when I was young. Right? Me too. It's probably I the only that, thing that I, I, I when I was like, off. you know, 12 yeah. or 13. Yeah, because I mean, I'm not looking at like, you know, hey, Mikey, like it. You might like it. You know, and suddenly I'm going to go like, Ma, I need life. You know, or whatever the cereal was. Was it life? Yeah. What? Was, no. Was it life? Was it life? I don't remember. I don't remember the name of the the, the cereal, but <laughs> hey, you like it, Mike? You yeah. like it? Total yeah. life, whatever the, the the cereal was. I never really thought of uh, of that, you know. But it must be effective if they're spending so much money on these drug commercials. And there are like, I was at a friend's house when I went to New York recently, and I sat on the couch, and we were chatting and stuff. And the commercials that were on, it was every single commercial was another drug. Yeah. It was another drug, Avante, Vsatsi, all these weird names and every single one of them with these weird side effects. And for some reason, everyone that's taking this medication loves to run in meadows. Is happy. They are running in meadows. And I'm thinking to myself, look, I don't want to take a medication that's going to make me run. I don't like running. I want to just be chill. But no, they're running in meadows. They're laughing. <laughs> May cause death, you know, and they just, but for me, it's like not really an impressive thing. No, so did I, did you, I, I sent you one. I don't know if you saw the link of a, of a, what was it? A diabetes commercial where they're actually dancing and doing this whole like musical. 
And I'm, oh, and I think, yeah, 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 yeah. I did see that one. I did see that one. Yeah. It, yeah. It even like, my daughter looked at it and she was like, looking at me like, Dad, this is unbelievable. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Somebody must have sat down. And again, this is where it gets really weird. They sat in a room and they were like, All right, here's what we should do. <laughs> they were drunk. I I think we have everyone line dance. Yeah, everyone line dance, you know, and I'm not really sure who okayed it, but obviously it got all the way up. Yeah. Right? They cast yeah. people. And mm -hmm. then think about the actor. <laughs> you know, the actor studying acting. And then now you have to, you know, I mean, listen. It's a job, you know. I That's had it when, when I was in New York and I was signed with a, a, a Vonty talent and a few others that I was signed with. It was on my contract that I don't do any drug commercials. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. It was in there. No drug commercials, you know. And I was very, very, because I, I don't want to represent something that, right. you know, and I, I wrote down no fast food commercials. And then my, my agent was like, John, come on. He's like, you know, if 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 KFC is gonna give you, you know, ten grand to just pretend to eat the chicken, you know, just eat the chicken. <laughs> I mean, it's chicken for Christ's sake, you know. Eat the damn chicken. Eat the damn chicken. I mean, it's ten grand, you know. And uh, so I, I said, all right, you know, don't put the fast food stuff in. I'll take it as it as it comes in. Like McDonald's, I, I don't know if I could do a McDonald's commercial. I mean, you I look like you'll eat it and like have a heart attack, right? There. Yeah, well, no, I won't eat it. I'll, I'll dance around it. You know what I mean? And I, I will, I will dance. You know, with a McRib. Yeah, but John, what if they pay you ten thousand dollars to actually eat it? I would actually bring a vegan burger, <laughs> and then slip it in and tell them that I'm going to take a bite out of this. I mean, listen, if you want me to fake it, right? Because that's all commercials are. What, do you think everybody on there is on Lipitor? Yeah. You think all those people that are on those things are taking Viagra? You know, they're probably not taking it. They're actors. They're hired True. to make you think that this drug is actually a, vi a vi viable thing, right? So, you know, you, you, you go up and you pretend to be Norm, who can't get a boner. And you, and you do it. And then you eat a sandwich, you know, a, a McRib sandwich. You know, and you try to do the, the role to convince, but those they're not doing it. They're not taking it, especially actors that are really health conscious. A lot of actors, especially in Los Angeles, they're health conscious. They, they're in the gym. They're working exactly. out. They're competing with everyone else. Everyone's looking fantastic. Why, they're going to go do and eat? No, they're not going to do that. Trust me. It's all fake. It's all for the show. You know, I worked for a photographer, you know, a, a commercial photographer, and he would show me how, you know, like they, they have the cookies um, and you know how you see in the box in a box and they have milk like splashing onto cookies and stuff like that. He showed me how to do that. He literally would glue cookies onto a transparent plastic. And then he had a tray underneath with milk that was diluted. So it was water, half water, half milk. And then he took a butter knife and he took a butter knife and then he would have the camera ready. And with the butter knife, he would smack the 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 milk. And it would splash up and he would go. So he would at the same time. And it looked amazing. His photos, he, he sold photos to like Nabisco and all that stuff and soft drinks. He would use hair gel for the water drippings that were on, on the, on the, on the bottles and stuff like that. He would, 
the turkeys get all shellacked. You buy, they buy actual shellac and they paint it, you know, and they, and they shove it with like newspaper to plump it up and then they paint it. It's fake. <laughs> all of it is fake. Now I'm a filmmaker. So I tell stories that are fake, right? But my stories are for a purpose. My stories are, have a narrative that I want to inject a viewpoint into society and maybe lift society's ideas and viewpoints and maybe make them feel good at the same time or make them think, right? These commercials are only there to sell a product, Correct. right? They only need to sell a product. What amazes me about the drug companies is that, that they're all exactly the same commercial. Yes. You know, it's, yes. There's nothing creative about it. They, they've lost, or maybe they never had it to begin with, because how else can you, you know, having people be happy and then have them in black and white when they're when they're not right because that's what that's how they get you also with the fitness stuff right yeah mm -hmm. you know with the fitness uh slim fast or and all those other things that don't work right they have yep. they have them in black and white and then suddenly they're they're in color because they're they're happy and they're exercising and they're doing whatever right so it's just a mind thing you know and it, it just screws people up to think to make them think that that's a legitimate thing and it's not well, no it's 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 true it's very true because the point is like you know even my wife and i when we've watched commercials like that especially for those fitness things or whatever and it, the, the funny thing is like you know i lost you know i have these six-pack abs because i put this thing on here and you know and, that oh, yeah. and then, vibrating one yeah and it vibrates and my yeah. wife and i look at it like and she she tells me really <laughs> she's like you know it's like really i think it's someone i mean obviously there it's you know if it plays on a million television sets and 10 percent fall for it let's say even five percent you that's a good payday it's the law of numbers right yeah, yeah that's it, what it, it is, is. A good payday. but i think a majority of people will be like you want me to put a vibrating thing around my waist and it's gonna i'm gonna lose weight without having to do any work at all you know that that to me is the uh the but the but the funny thing is that it the <clears throat> they appeal to the people who don't want to do any work at all right correct that that's what it appeals to the people correct. that that want to be lazy that don't want to exercise well, you know actually every single product that we're that we've talked about is represents the same exact thing laziness true right the drugs true. are mainly to try to handle something that you don't want to confront Right. If it's a, a psychiatric medication, you don't want to confront something. This right. will make you feel like better, you know, yeah. but yeah. the problem is still there. Still there. Sorry to tell you, folks, mm -hmm. problems are not going away. And no, no matter how many handfuls of whatever you take, they ain't going away. You got to confront the problem. Right. Yeah. Um, the working out stuff. Sorry. You got to work out. You got to not eat crap and you got to move your body. How hard is that? You know, don't stop drinking soda and juices and all the stuff with sugar. If you, I think some people, if they give up just sugar, their, their bodies will completely change. Of if course. they just gave up sugar, I'm talking about sugar by breads, pastas. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. but my point is that's a lie. Um, you and I were kids watching commercials and we would see evil Knievel, this amazing jump in slow motion jumping over the and you know, remember the evil Knievel yeah, jumper yeah, stuff? Yeah. and then we get it and it's like <laughs> right it never it, 
because they did it in slow motion. We didn't have, imagine if we had cell phones, you know, back then and yeah, we could videotape, that'd be freaking awesome. Right. But no. So, you know, you get it and it's just, it is what it is. It's not, it's just not, it's not factual. Yeah. You know? Well, at the end of the day, people have to be smart enough to kind of understand what those things are. And yeah. two, we have we the have subliminal to... images that quickly flash on the screen. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, yes. that's that's actually uh, they've gotten very fancy on that. Yeah, the things that they they know that it flashes in in this position and people's eyes just generally you know go there and stuff. So that that's another thing that's very very that's very true. But that also goes for the movies. You yeah. know, um, the last couple of films. You know, Hollywood is really struggling, man. They, you know, uh, I mean, they're making money. You know, but they're they're everything is recycled like for like i love tom cruise right you know I'm, I'm biased of course you know scientology stuff uh of course but i love tom cruise and i love his movies why because they're entertaining as hell right yes they're entertaining but mission impossible is number seven you know it's not, it's not a brand new thing it's number right. seven and it's great he does the amazing the most amazing stunt in cinema history and it's incredible right uh what are the films the aladdin butchered the right they just took a it's already done it's already been in aladdin we've already had it they're gonna do it again right so it, they they take something that already exists then they bring it here they have people who don't understand anything who think they know stuff they butcher it they put it out it makes enough money to justify it right uh not all of them some of them crash like the uh, i think buzz lightyear was a big tank yeah uh the flash big tank yeah my wife watched that and she she was like what a piece of crap really <laughs> yes god i had she no idea like, I was, I was loves those movies she gets yeah. into those superhero stuff for her to say it was a piece of crap i'm like wow, wow. that's that's did, that's wow did you did you hear that they're gonna remake or not re remake they're gonna revamp snow white yes i did i did read, but yeah, they're did. gonna change it of course, but this is the whole thing. You know, it's the whole thing that's happening right now in the world, where everything has to be, you know, inclusive and and uh, everything has to be proper and and PC, and everyone needs their, you know, it's just there's not a story, there's no story anymore because everyone is focusing on putting in the pieces that are that's needed in order to get it done, and then when you get it done, you you go back and you go, oh, you know what, we had no story. With the writing was terrible or the writing was controlled by the studios and the writer who the really creative writers were not given an opportunity to tell stories, you know? Um, so this, this conversation is exactly what we're talking about right right now is where the frustration that we've run into is because when we want to talk about, now we've talked, we've covered everything today, right? Our show is not going to be about everything every week. It's going to be about an actual subject, right? Um, but we will go into other things if it matches, you know, and it's really just a conversation about life and the things that we're, that run into it, that, you know, we run into and stuff. So all these, um, movies, uh, you know, music, you know, uh, it, it's all being controlled by these entities, you know, the artists that you really got to pay attention to is independent artists. Mm -hmm. Filmmakers that are in their house writing, um, you know, and I think that's going to be a big change. I was talking to somebody about that. I think I was talking to you about it. Yeah. Um, 
you know, about how well, I was talking to a friend of mine who's also an actor. You know, I can see the independent labels, uh, independent companies right now, film companies, production companies really taking a big, big chunk of Hollywood and being able to because Hollywood right now, they only can do blockbusters. They cannot survive if they don't. And it's their own fault because they didn't support the young. They didn't build back in the 40s. Let's go back. Back in the 40s, right? You sign an artist, right? Paramount, MGM. You sign an artist to that studio. And that studio has that artist, Shirley Temple, uh, you know, uh, Danny Kaye, Fred Astaire, Ginger Rogers, uh, uh, Judy Garland, Mickey Rooney. Those big movie stars of that time would get signed to a company. Matter of fact, uh, Wizard of Oz was supposed to have Shirley Temple was supposed to be in the Wizard of Oz, but she was signed to MGM or to Paramount and Paramount didn't want to release her to MGM. They had Judy Garland. I can't even imagine Judy Garland not being in Wizard of Oz, but um, that's what, what occurred there. But when you get signed, you get acting classes, you get dancing classes, you get singing classes and the studio represents you that means that they have an invest they have a vested interest in you so they want to make sure that you're good you know they want to make sure that you're good and that you get the the proper vehicle for you not everyone made it right just like life not everyone made it but the ones that did was because they got they trained and they really fell into the system and they got put into that system right now when that fell apart everybody went free agent everybody can go anywhere they want now the studio can invest in there. Now they have to invest in the story. So you had all the great stories from the 60s and the 70s. But then the blockbusters came in, mm -hmm. like Jaws and uh, Star Wars, you know, uh, um, Porky's. When these <laughs> big blockbusters came into play, you know, <laughs> always Porky's. Uh, Porky too. Now that yeah, that was, was the best one, yes. Um, but you know when you when you have uh these blockbusters, everyone now all the studios gotta now they have to make a blockbuster, you know. So mm -hmm. they need Steven Spielberg, who's a great filmmaker, but they allowed him to make those films. Right now they're not allowing filmmakers to make their films. They're they're they have to they have to make money because these executives their lives, you know, they have these very extravagant lives you know they're getting paid 50 million dollars a year salary um they want to keep that going so it's like well okay well i'm taking on the next project but well, what am i going to do oh well here's a new filmmaker who has this brand new idea um it's a really nice script um yeah let's get this in it no way <laughs> or eddie murphy in beverly hills cop four <laughs> we're doing beverly hills cop because everyone wants to see Axel Foley. I was just talking about that today, as a matter of fact, with somebody. You know, I love Axel Foley. I want to see it too. You know what I mean? So this is why they dive into those things. It's for, for safety and for security. All right, folks. I think uh, we've exhausted the conversation. I think you guys all get the, get the gist of it. If you've hung out this long, my God, God bless you. I love you. Thank you. You will be able to catch us again next week. For our first no holds barred conversation, I think we kind of already propelled it in this uh, in this conversation here. 
Um, so just the website is right down there, counterpartsshow.com. That's where you can go watch the show live, 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, every Tuesday night. Um, you can also go to Rumble. We'll be on some other platforms as well as uh, as the, the the lines open up and uh, we start figuring out how to actually put our shows on these other platforms. Um, but yeah, so that's it, folks. Thank you very much. Want to thank uh, all the uh, you know uh, all the everyone who's watched on Facebook and uh, for all those years, and uh, we appreciate it. We'll still be putting clips on there on Facebook and stuff, and I'll go live on my own personal stuff and talk nonsense here and there and, and whatever. So uh, we're not going too far. But um, as far as counterparts on these platforms, we are done. So we will see you all next week, counterpartshow.com. Thank you, everybody. Mwah. We love you. <laughs> Peace to everyone. And um, um, that's all I got to say. And as always... Mm-hmm. Peace.